بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمدی رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ جنائی از دا تھرٹینتھ آف جنوری ان دا یئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی فور اینڈ موونگ آن ٹو دا سیکنڈ سیشن that Allah Ta'ala accepts the repentance of a servant just as long as the yughadghir has not begun, i.e. the throat where the soul reaches the thought. Indeed, a true believer, despite the agonies of death, he passes away whilst praising Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So think about that. I mentioned yesterday that shaitan's attacking the agonies of death and you are in a state of turmoil. But if you die doing dhikr, that's a clear sign of success. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ الْمُؤْمِنَا تَخْرُجُ نَفْسُهُ مِنْ بَيْنِ جَنْبَيْهِ وَهُوَا يَحْمَدُ اللَّهِ Verily a believer, he praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even as his soul departs from between his two sides. Verily a believer praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even as his soul departs from between his two sides. This is hadith recorded in Nasai Ahmad and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi authenticated it in Sahih al-Jami number 1931. So think about that. Agonies of death, shaitan's attacking and as you are about to die, you are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet ﷺ said, this is the believer. Because he will even praise his Lord in that condition. And similarly, Abu Huraira radiallahu relates that our beloved messenger said, that Allah the Almighty and Glorious says, Indeed my believing servant has an excellent status with me. He praises me even when I pull his soul from his body. SubhanAllah. This is in Imam Ahmad's Muslim Bazaar. And Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated Hassan in As-Sahihah, number 1632. So Allah the Almighty and Glorious Himself is praising you. He goes, look at my believing servant. He goes, he's, he's excellent. Because even when I'm taking his soul, he's praising me. And this is the most excellent way to leave the world. So if a person is doing dhikr and he dies, that's the, the greatest sign of success. So obviously, la ilaha illallah, you know, that's the last word we should utter. But whatever place, if a person saying Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, third kalima, fourth kalima, any zikr, that's excellent. That's a sign that he's died with Iman. So the subsection entitled, The Glad Tidings Brought by the Angels. So one of the mistakes people make is that they think that the angel of death, is the only angel who takes your soul. The angel of death, والسلام, he has assistant angels, والسلام, and they are of mercy. They come to a believer at the time of death in a reassuring manner. They kindly handle his soul and tell him of his great rewards in paradise. So think about that. You're not dead. You're on the verge of dying. 
Then the angel of death comes, والسلام, together with other angels. And they are giving you a reassurance. <laughs> Because it's not long, you are successful, glad tidings, you will have this and that. So why is that mentioned? In Surah Fussila, Surah 41 verse 30, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, the translation he says, Indeed those who say, Our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, and stand firm, The angels descend at the time of death saying, Do not fear or grieve. We bring you glad tidings of paradise that you have been promised. Indeed, we are your allies in the worldly life and also in the hereafter. SubhanAllah. So he explicitly mentions it in the Quran. The angels come and what's the condition? You die with Tawheed and you are firm. And they say, No fear or grief. Mm-hmm. No hope, no grief. Glad tidings of paradise, you have promised. We were with you in the world and we will be with you in the next. So that's how we believe the Quran is mentioning that. But what does it mean? They tell you, do not fear or grief. So Hafiz ibn Kathir in his tafsir, he states, The angels والسلام, descend upon them at the time of death telling them not to fear what is ahead of them in the hereafter nor to grieve over what they leave behind I children, family, wealth or debt because we will take care of this. The angels also tell them والسلام, we are your allies in this world guiding, helping, protecting you with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now we will also be you in the last life, giving you company in the solitude of your grave when the horn is blown, etc, etc. So what does it mean when the angels والسلام, say, وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلِيهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Do not fear. The fear that they say you must not now fear is the future. We are giving you glad tidings that everything is sorted. Because you have nothing to worry in the grave on the day of judgment, no fear. And what does it mean? Do not grieve. Do not grieve for those you leave behind. <laughs> They look out comforting. So you might have left a huge family behind. Because don't grieve. We will take care of them. And look what it says. Even debts. Because we will sort the debts out. So what's left? <laughs> because when you're dying, aren't you going to be concerned about who you leave behind? It's, it's, so, it's sorted. <laughs> The angels say, don't worry about them. And the proof is, think about the people who've died. Have their family not been looked after after they've passed away? Right? You know, amongst the believers I'm talking, Allah always looks after them. But this is the fear that you have, Allah testifies to that. Because don't fear or grieve in the future or the next. So note, what greater glad tidings could you want than that? You're ready to leave. The hadith explained this further. In Abu Dawood Ahmad and Udus, Shaykh Albani Rahmatullah stated Sahih in Sahih Uttarheeb number 3558. Sayyidina Al-Bara ibn Azib, radiyallam, he released that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi Indeed, when a believer is at the point of death from the worldly life, he is about to enter the next. The angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, descend from the heavens, their faces white as the sun. So stop in the report. So you're now about to die. 
Shaitan's attacked. You know, you've gone through the agonies of death. Now, when the angels descend, that means it's almost over. They only descend at the time of death. You miss that? So they're descended. How did the Prophet describe them? Their faces are as luminous as the sun. Then he said, They carry with them a shroud from the fabric of paradise, an embalmment from the fragrance of paradise. They sit away from him at the limit of his eyesight. Mm-hmm. So where, they do, where do they descend? They don't descend right next to you. Mm-hmm. They descend as far as your eye can see. <laughs> so like the horizon. That's where they descend. Mm-hmm. And what do they come down with? They come with a fabric of paradise, some clothing of paradise. Embalmment, i.e. from the fragrance, meaning some atar, some you know, the perfume from paradise. And they sit in the distance. The angel of death arrives only after them. Mm-hmm. He sits right by your head. Look how touching. They are in the distance. You probably see them first. <laughs> Think it's subhanallah. But then what happens? The chief comes. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm. Oh, good and peaceful soul, depart now to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and acceptance. Subhanallah. So he comes, the angel of death, and he just gives you glad tidings because it's time to leave the troubles of the world. Mm. On hearing this, the soul leaves the body as easily as water drops from the spout of a water skin and he takes it. So how easy is it to just pour water from a jug into a glass? Because that's how your soul leaves the body. Because that's how easy it is. And the angel of death takes it. So before moving on, in the previous session, I mentioned that this tremendous pain and agony, that is just prior to death. The moment of death is coming to an end. You understand? So there's no contradiction. Then the Prophet said, when his soul leaves his body, all the angels between the heavens and the earth and all the angels in the heavens pronounce salat upon him, beg for his forgiveness. So imagine how many angels are there? Trillions. All of them are praying for your forgiveness when your soul leaves the body. All the gates of the Sama, the realms, are open for him so he can now pass. The guardians of every gate imploring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that his souls ascend in their direction. So what does it mean, heavens? When you say, I'm trying to avoid that word because you think of paradise. It's not paradise. All the gates of the realms open. And the guardians, look how interesting, there's many gates, not one. There's many gates through which you can go through the realms. The guardians of every gate, they're begging Allah, Allah, please let this righteous soul come through my gate. Please let this righteous soul come through my gate. When the angel of death then takes the soul, the other angels who are in the distance, do not leave it in his hand, for as little as the blinking of an eye. So as soon as the angel of death respectfully takes the righteous soul, 
He's not got it. He's even, he just has it for the fraction of a second. Then the angels who are sitting at the horizon, they take it. <laughs> they take it and they place it in a shroud, right, the fabric of paradise, and put the utter upon it from paradise. And from it then issues the best scent of musk that ever existed on earth. Subhanallah. So what happens? They brought a garment. They brought atr. They take it immediately from the angel of death. They wrap it with the shroud of paradise and they utter it, perfume it with the perfume of paradise. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, best scent of musk ever. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, this is the meaning of the following verse. Surah Al-An'am, Surah 6, verse 61. Our messengers, والسلام, take his soul and they never neglect their duty. Our messengers والسلام, take his soul and they never neglect their duty. So look at the description the Prophet is giving. Has he left anything to chance? No. So now, looking at some of the points here. Sometimes people smell the other. Soon as a righteous person dies, their whole room just instantly starts, you know, exuding, you know, a tremendous pleasant scent. People have witnessed this. I know people who've witnessed this. But if you don't know the text, you've got no idea what's going on. All you think, it must be a good sign because I can smell tremendous, beautiful scent. But instead of just coming out with your hypotheses, What's happened? Allah has allowed you to smell some of that scent of those angels who come to perfume the righteous soul. So now think about it. Wasn't it enough for the soul to be honored without the fabric of paradise? Wasn't it enough for the soul to be honored without the perfume of paradise? But Allah has given extraordinary honor I, to the righteous soul. So soon as he dies, no, it's, the test is over. Mm-hmm. Once the test is over, now it's time to be honored, as you ought to be honored. And you are not even left without honor for a split second. Mm-hmm. Immediately Allah is honoring the righteous soul. In another report, which adds details, and this is recorded in Sayyid Muslim, number 2872, Nasai Tinmadi Ibn Imaja, and many others. And Shaykh al-Bani combines the report and he says all of it is authentic in Sahih al-Jami, number 1968. Abu Hurairah, he our beloved messenger, said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Indeed, when death descends upon a believer and he witnesses things, i.e. his forthcoming rewards, he wishes that his soul would depart quickly and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to meet him. So stop in the report. What did the Prophet say? A believer is dying and he suddenly starts seeing things. What is he seeing? The unseen. The angels, you know, etc, etc. And then when he sees that, he wants to die because he realizes he's successful. And Allah also loves to meet him. Then the Prophet said, when the soul is taken, the angels of mercy, come to him with a piece of white silk. So now he's describing what the garment is. It's white silk. And the angel of death says, O Khuruji, 
This continues to be said until it leaves the body, issuing the most beautiful scent of musk. The angels even pass it to each other, each one smelling it. <laughs> so this adds a few details. What is the angel of death saying? He goes, depart with grace to sweet aromas and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then it says, the angels who have taken the soul, it's been passed on. They want each to be honored by holding the, the righteous soul. And, it's, and they, it says they smell it. Okay, interesting. Why are the angels smelling you? Because of the tremendous scent. They actually smell you. They say, look, this is an honored soul. So this is with regards to the believer. Right? This is with regards to the believer. Let's now turn to the unbeliever. How does his soul leave? Right? So this is mentioned about the believer. In Abu Dawood, Ahmad and Udas, Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah authenticated in Sahih Al-Targheeb number 3558, Sayyidina Al-Bara ibn Azib, he relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Indeed, when an unbeliever is at the point of death from the worldly life, he is about to enter the hereafter. Strong, hulking angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, with dark faces, descend to him from the heavens. Let's stop with the report. So exactly the same thing is happening. But they are not normal angels coming now. There are some other angels. How are they described? Huge. You know, strong. And darkness is on their faces. They bring with them tough fabric from the fire. They sit away from him at the limit of the eyesight. So they're doing the same as the righteous. But they're, but they're sitting at the eyesight and they've only got this garment. And the garment, even the fire doesn't burn it. Because that's how strong that fire, that, because they, they hold in the garment. The angel of death arrives, والسلام, sits by his head and says, O filthy soul, depart now to the wrath and anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On hearing this, the soul becomes terrified. It clings to the body, but the angel of death extracts it with force, just like a skewer is pulled from wet wool, causing the veins and nerves to burst, and he takes it. So what's happened? When the angel of death tells the filthy soul, depart, the, the soul obviously is doomed. It's trying not to depart. And look at the graphic where the Prophet described it. If you've got a skewer and you put it in wet wool, even if you just take it out, the wool comes out with it. But if you're twisting it at the same time, it's going to cause most of the wool to be, you know, ripped. That is what happens for the unbeliever's soul, according to this hadith. 
He goes causing the veins and nerves to burst when the angel takes it. Every angel between the heavens and the earth, every angel in the heaven curses him. The gates of the realms are shut. And the guardians of every gate implore Allah. This soul does not come into their direction. So what's happened? Everything is cursing this wretched soul. The, now what's happening? It, it can't travel. All of the entrances to the next realm are being closed. And even the angels of those, the guardians of those gates, because don't send him in our way, O Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the angel of death takes the soul, the hulking angels don't leave it in his hand for as little as the blinking of an eye. So he just, he takes the soul. It's then taken by the hulking angels. They immediately wrap it with the tough fabric. And from it emanates the most repugnant odor of a decaying cadaver that ever existed on the earth. So when they get wrapped with that fabric of the fire, horrific stench. And what do you people say? Especially on the battlefields of the unbelievers. Stinks! He goes, you vomit! And when they go to the believers' bodies on the battlefield, nothing. So what is that? Again, people living in, you know, cloud cuckoo London. Why does his body stink? Why does his not smell? In fact, it's a pleasant smell coming here. Science is not going to tell you what's going on. Not the department. You say, all oh, right. His was wrapped in a garment of paradise, his soul. This wretch, God knows best, but he was wrapped with the garment of the fire. And the Prophet said, a disgusting stench will start emanating from the body. So no, notice, sometimes it overlaps into the world. Allah is showing you signs. Now think about that. Isn't that a sign for one and all? You know, think, you know, why is he smelling pleasant? This person is smelling, you know, what? they're both humans. And the response is to do with the soul. Adding details. Again, in Sahih Muslim number 2872, Nasai Tirmidhi ibn Majah, Shaykh al-Bani states Sahih. In Sahih al-Jami number 1968, Abu Hurairah relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when death descends upon an enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he witnesses things, he wishes his soul does not depart and Allah Ta'ala hates to meet him. This is very important. Sadly, a lot of people will be fooled into believing they're following the truth. When will that, you know, curtain fall at the moment of death? So imagine all of the Christians, they think they're on truth, they're on hook. They'll see things. What they seek, destruction. It's too late. Past the point of repentance. Jews, too late, atheists. Then they don't want to die. Look how interesting. They now know what's going to hit them. Allah Ta'ala is waiting with hatred. Then the Prophet said, The angels of punishment come to him with a coarse fabric, and the angel of death says, وَأَبْشِرِي بِحَمِيمٍ وَآخَلَ مِنْ شَقْلِهِ Depart, O filthy soul that lived in a filthy body. Depart disgracefully to the wrath of Allah. 
Now receive the evil glad tidings. And look what the Prophet said. Hameem wa ghassaq. Of boiling water and fluid dirty discharged to drink. And other types of suffering of similar nature paired together. This continues to be said until it departs, smelling like the worst of decayed corpses. So now let's look at this very briefly. What do the angels say? They give the shaitan the glad tidings of Hamim and Ghassak. <laughs> Hamim, the Prophet said in Tirmidhi, authentic hadith, is ultra-heated water. There's two things that Allah Ta'ala does with it. He pours it over the heads of the unbelievers and it liquefies them. <laughs> Like acid. That's one punishment. Another punishment is they drink it and it pulverizes their insights. That is what the angels say to this wretch just before he dies. That's waiting for you. Hameem. Then it, they say, Ghassak is waiting for you. Tawbah. Was Ghassak? The Prophet said, if a bucket of that was poured onto the earth, everything would become toxic. There'd be nothing edible. That's their drink. That is the glad tidings. Now when you think about this, you know, think of the shaitans that are causing havoc now in the Muslim lands. All you got to think about is their death. You know, think about it. You know, if he doesn't do toba, you know, like I mentioned a few nights back, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to the people of hell? What a wretched bargain. What a wretched investment. For a day or part of a day, you have earned my wrath and eternal damnation. Mm. That's what they're doing. Paul and Dale, you know, prancing about, causing havoc. Mm. But because people aren't learning their deen, it affects them. Because where is Allah? What's happening? And the response is, you know, you just learn your deen. You know what's happening. Allah is allowing this to happen. And if this person doesn't book up his ways, God help him. But Allah is going to do to him. You know, think about the Astaghfirullah. So note, all I mentioned today was the extracting of the soul. Mm. You understand? So the extraction of the believer's soul, what exactly happens? Nothing is left to guesswork. Mm. The extraction of the unbeliever's soul, mm. nothing is left to guesswork. And then inshallah, if you're still alive, tomorrow I'll start mentioning the journey now. Mm. But... <coughs> Who is the only soul that takes the journey into the realms? The believers. Right? Why are the unbelievers? Because they're blocked. Right? So when you start saying, and what's interesting, people do get that right, because he's gone to a better place. Right? And they point upwards. And you think, oh, you're right, but who are you talking about? Right? And what's interesting is the body remains. The body remains on the earth. The body doesn't go anywhere. So it might be, you know, in the hospital bed where it's died. It might be at home where it's died. It might be... And think about it. Look how interesting. That's why when the body's there, you're thinking, you know, he, he, that's it. In fact, one report, the beautiful hadith, the martyr, <laughs> when his soul is taken, he actually sees his body. Allah allows him to see his body. So think about that. Think of the people who got martyred, brutally martyred, you know, heads chopped off. They actually see their body. So let's make it practical. So, Ja'far, Ja'far ibn Abu Talib, his arms were cut off and he had 80 wounds on his bike, none on his front. 
and you know he was in a state that his body was completely wasted he sees that and then the report one report says he wants to go back because he now knows the honor that Allah has given him but then he goes two hoodies come and they distract him <laughs> and he looks at the hoodies and then he goes <laughs> right so the martyr why because look how interesting so we're thinking you know we're all sobbing our eyes out oh look Children killed in Gaza, people dropped buildings, dropped on them. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, you know, mashallah, I suppose you've got to weep on you. Like, not, not, you don't laugh, astaghfirullah. Well, really, what, you should be weeping for yourself. You know, Shaykh Hamza Yusuf al-Maliki mentioned, he goes, when you get situations where believers are struck, he was talking about the tsunami, and he goes, don't weep over those who've died. He goes, weep over those who've remained alive. So really, why? Because they haven't passed. <laughs> Inshallah, all those who've been killed in Gaza with the genocide, they stay to paradise. But look at what the Prophet is telling you what's happening to them. And what do people say? And obviously, I don't know how they verified it, but people who are there on the ground, they goes, Gaza has become a land of musk. He goes, we're just smelling, you know, wafts of musk everywhere. When I heard that, I remember the reports. I goes, why, why should you find that strange? If a normal believer dies, you get musk, but Allah Ta'ala is causing musk to traverse through those ruins. Imagine. Why? Allah Ta'ala is showing you, look, don't worry about them. They're in a good place. They're in a better place now. Right? In fact, they want to come back. Imagine, you know, come back to this, right? Because they know the honor. But so again, all of this helps us to understand what's taking place at the moment of death and of course thereafter. Are there any questions you like us? سبحان الله بحمدي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك واتوب الله من الشيطان الرجيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون السلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل ان الانسان لفي خسر الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وعصوا بالحق وعصوا بالصبر صدق الله العظيم